0: Want to do better? Then it's time to change the story. Welcome to our show about new visions currently transforming the world through the confluence of art, tech, and innovation. And now your hosts, Michael Ashley and Neil Sahota. Welcome to another episode of Changing the Story. We've got a fantastic guest today, Heidi Kupari. She's a pioneer in social change finance and business and a mother of two children. After serving as a wealth manager at UBS Wealth Management, she founded Anastasia Finance and served as an impact investing guide to women, millennials, and their families to help activate global systemic change. When imagining what would be needed to achieve moonshots, such as the United States' Sustainable Development Goals by 2030, she realized that we needed people with the best imaginations in the world, for kids. <laughs> she started Dream Tank in July of 2016. Heidi believes the power and creative genius of youth can innovate a better future for all. She thrives in building in mentorship and community connection to this end. Heidi, welcome to the show. Yes. Hi,
1: Michael. Hi, Michael Hi. And Neil. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Absolutely. So Heidi, as a visionary, what is the story that you would like to bring to the world?
1: It's a story of... I would say all of our childhood and how we might all activate uh, a mindset to think like a kid, uh, especially during these troubling times uh, in order to create a broad, large scale change.
0: I, I, I just find it fascinating, Heidi, that, you know, we always talk about thinking differently and innovating. And when you think about it, at the end of the day, the most, Creative people tend to be kids. They have these really hyperactive imaginations. How can we never have to do this before? I
1: know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny that you say that because when I had the awareness that somebody had to do this, and then I realized I had to do this, <laughs> it was one of those moments. It was like the light bulb went off. Wait a second. The best imaginations in the world are stuck in schools learning how to run a system that really wasn't going to give them jobs when they graduated anyway, let alone a system that hadn't been working for everyone. So it was one of those moments
2: for sport. Sure. <laughs> as, a, as a father of two young kids, I completely agree with your approach. And I also completely agree with what you're saying about the system. So how can we, you're absolutely right about tapping into the imagination part, but how do we take the imagination part, the creative aspect of it, and how do we marry it with the technical aspect of making sure that these ideas come to fruition? Well, it's a
1: two-part answer, uh, One is the answer when it comes to how do we use technology for X. Um, My go-to answer these days is give it to a digital native, to a young person, to figure out. Uh, Because all of us, you know, and I was in Davos in January, and I was speaking on a lot of different events where, and one of them particularly, uh, we were talking about how to create a new human-centered digital economy. And there were a lot of thought leaders and leaders from all different, different sectors in the room, educators, academia, um, tech companies, blockchain, what have you. And I said, you know, really called everybody to action and said, well, who actually are the people on the planet who were born into technology? All of us Adults are bumbling around trying to figure this stuff out. <laughs> it's like it's like someone who doesn't speak English as their first language, or mm. someone who doesn't speak Italian as their first language, trying to figure out the most complex way to use the language, mm-hmm. and then trying to figure that out versus going to someone who speaks Italian natively.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Well, I'm, so my I'm, first okay. answer. Well, you, you. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Heidi. No, go ahead.
0: I, I was just going to say that, you know, it's a fantastic idea. And I'm, I'm suspect some people in the audience are going like, well, does this really work?
1: Yes, and, yes. Oh, yes. I'll give you an example. So, um, I mean, there's many different levels of technology, right? So when you're talking about user interface, mobile technology, um, any kind of game, uh, any kind of use across different apps and different technology, um, young people are spectacular at that because they were born with kind of these, these types of interfaces. When it comes to more complex enterprise-wide uh, software, um, we might ask young people how to make things easier, how to, mm-hmm. uh, to shortcuts potentially, how to do, you know, I think that young people really respond more to agile, um, th- that type of development and iterative learning and design thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of development of new ideas, young people immediately gravitate towards. Uh, so uh, the way that we actually ask them is we have design challenges in, in, um, in the organization I'm doing where we propose a set, a problem set to um, young people to help come up with. And sometimes they'll help, they'll implement it themselves depending on the situation or the support that they're receiving or receiving from DreamTank or their families or community. Um, Other times, we will really invite cross-sector collaboration. So uh, if you are trying to solve a big problem, have a young person sitting at the table with you, and we help facilitate. um, That's one of the things I do now is help facilitate the access to the youth innovation.
2: Sure, and so for people that aren't familiar with dream tank, what are some examples of how this has worked in the past? Can you give us some some ones you're you're, you're very proud of in terms of these young people came up with these ideas and then you brought it to you brought it together how, how did that work
1: yeah, so there's a lot of fun fun stories um, one of them last summer we had a future cities accelerator here in the city of Boulder, Colorado in partnership with uh, a lot of the different sectors here in Boulder at the at the um, the city's museum, the Museum of Boulder, and we like to partner with all different types of organizations. So in this case, um, we partnered with NOAA, uh, the North uh, the North Atlantic Oceanic, Oceanic Research Center that happens to be here in Boulder, Colorado, amongst other, and we uh, did a field trip where they could get an immerse immersive experience in. Um, something called science on a sphere which projects data sets onto a globe and so you could you could put any kind of data set onto this globe you could um, put uh, agricultural data you could put climate data um, you can look at any kind of uh, data set and, and then you get an immersive experience and this is one of the key elements of what we do is a lot of times and many of us, as humans, we can't really change anything or change our behavior or do anything until we feel it.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: I, and I think you can, we can see that. That's what's happening in the world here in 2020. Um, there's a lot of crisis, there, a lot of crises, and people are rising and getting involved more than ever. They yes. are feeling feeling the impact. So we do that in Dream Tank. Uh, and and so what we did was we had a space scientist come. And um, help them look at what if we were to create a space habitat that incorporated the sustainable development goals. Um, So, for example, we really liked to think about how can we achieve the sustainable development goals in our city, right, from the imagination of young people. And so we thought that by creating a space settlement within that mindset, they had to bake in the sustainable development goals from the start. Otherwise, you couldn't even live if you didn't have governance, if you didn't have, you know, equal rights, if you didn't have a way for us all to live and work together. So we thought that, that those set of constraints would help them innovate their ideas. And um, so they did that. And then they went and built an actual space settlement with a dome. And, um, and then we used that to uh, create all the ideas um, for the week um, in our future city accelerator.
0: That's so awesome. And I'm totally jealous because I never had these opportunities as a
1: kid. (laughs) I hear that a lot from the parents. I wish I had this when I was young. Uh,
0: Well, you know, but You know, I I had the opportunity to actually see the last uh, Dream Tank event and it was literally mind-blowing what some of these kids came up with. And I I, I wonder, you know, additionally imagination, maybe they're not as jaded as some of us adults are, that they don't look at these things as these huge mountain, you know, ginormous problems that I'm I'm not going to be able to make a difference on. It seems like really tackling like the zest, like I have the chance to change the world.
1: Yeah, and you know what's also giving the opening now to, it's, I think, a big part of of what it is with young people is the confidence. If we Mm -hmm. can build confidence that they can, that the way they see the world now matters for all of us, including themselves, for their own happiness and well-being, to be able to be expressed now, especially in this time, and, and the opening that we've kind of given to say, look, it's very clear that certain systems we had in place didn't work. You can't argue that anymore. So it's giving them a little bit more confidence to be a little more bold and say, let us try something new. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm encouraging that and saying not, not to point fingers, but more to say, let's, let's give this another go from a different perspective.
2: It's interesting you say that because we had a a guest on last week and we were talking about the importance of of developing critical thinking skills amongst young people. So that to to your point about being confident, it seems like if you do allow children to be in this immersive experience, they begin to develop resilience. They begin to realize their own powers and their own abilities. And so I would like you to project out, let's say it's five, 10 years from now, um, as more young people wake up to their own powers, their own critical thinking, to their own confidence, to use your word, what does that world look like to you?
1: That world looks to me like a lot, um, uh, the next generation being self-expressed. Um, I've done a lot of research and talked to a lot of people and we've we've tested this program for four years in lots and lots of different ways. And so... Um, what we see and what I see in the future where everyone is thriving is a world where everyone is self-expressed, meaning they're doing something that makes them come alive. They're doing something that makes them so happy when they're doing it and they're doing it and they're making money doing it. They're sustaining their lives. And the thing that they're doing also contributes somewhat to society in mm. some way. And all of the research around happiness that I'm sure some of you have read, it points to these are these are critical factors for happiness. And then also research would show that when people are happy and self-expressed, they're not starting wars. They're not going out and pointing fingers at all of at, at people saying, You're it's your fault that I am not expressed or that I am oppressed. Now I know that that's over uh, that's overly simplifying it, mm-hmm. uh, and but that and this the future world supposes that each person had a um, an equal playing field uh, to learn these skills, right? So that's that's the next level of of really what what we're working on here mm-hmm. is making this accessible because if you can have a guide that is helping you be self-expressed to make money, doing something you love that contributes to your family and society. That is to me, the future of education. That is what education should be right. um, really is, is reverse engineering to the future we want to live in, not a future that is already past.
0: Mm-hmm. So a uh, Sherpa to help you with, you know, where you know, always say start with the end in mind and Sherpa to help you get there. Yeah. I, I actually think that that's fantastic because, uh, you know, in addition to like doing these things, you're, I think you're actually creating hope, right? We talk about you talk about happiness, but I know so many people, especially kids, they perceive the world so differently. They worry about climate change and you know wars and all these things, but it, it's kind of dire, right? You, if they listen to the news or reading the news, it's kind of dire yeah. out there. But you're actually empowering them, Heidi, to so say that you can actually take control of some of these things yourselves to make this difference. And I think by giving them hope, you really give them happiness. And you know, the kids go to the program, do they, they feel more hopeful? Are they more happy?
1: They're more happy. I, I think we could take a poll and we've asked a lot of the young people who've been in our programs since COVID uh, started that they have had the most fulfilling experience during COVID that you could have imagined, which is saying something, um, they're not bored. They feel alive. They feel like they've met their tribe. Several have said, uh, that the ones who've graduated college now, we're working with a group of young people from between the ages of 11 and uh, 27 right now uh, during COVID. And, um, and the ones who've graduated college said they learned more in Dream Tank than they learned in four years of college. Wow. So I'm just saying I I didn't come to with these with these claims. I'm just I'm it's it's amazing what we hear and they're so driven because they want other young people to have this opportunity because it is it a lifeline. This could be a lifeline for a lot of young people who are very depressed right now. Like you're saying, this is an urgent situation, and if people don't feel that they can get their you know, child, I would say to some parents who worry, you know, is this something I'm burdening with my child with, you know, are you, you know, giving, you know, putting too much on their shoulders? Um, And my answer is, it is already on their shoulders. Um, They see what's happening in the world. It's already, they're already feeling that we're trying to lift it off their shoulders by having them feel like they can do make change together with others like
2: them in a global community. I mean, and that makes perfect sense. I think to your earlier point, we know that people feel happier when they're doing what they love, when they're following their passion. And conversely, we know that if you take away people's agency, especially young people uh, in this climate right now, where people feel very disempowered, they feel very disillusioned as if they don't have anything really to do. I can definitely see why this is valuable, Uh, but that, that makes me wonder Again, can you tell us a few more examples uh, of what you're doing? Because I think people will be fascinated to know what do these look like in practice? Great.
1: Well, I'll continue the other story from the, uh, from the space. House. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, the, there were the teams um, got, they, they split up and um, a group of young people have reorganized the sustainable development goals that makes sense for young people based on a gaming mindset, which is, is really exciting. Uh, and um, they, uh, one of them, th- they had a campaign where they wanted to remove plastic and single use mm. plastic and styrofoam from the city. We actually had the mayor come uh, to the accelerator and hear the young people's ideas. And they said, mayor, the future of uh, the city, um, a future of the city does not have styrofoam and single use plastic. What are we going to do about that? And she said, well, you're going to have to change a law at the state level, actually. Now, this was last August, um, that uh, that prevents any cities in Colorado from legislating around single-use plastic and styrofoam. So they said, okay. And um, a few months later, a few other young people picked up this thread, and and we started working with um, a a state representative, because this is what the youth wanted to do. So they used their entrepreneurial skills, and we gave them some workshops to launch a, a, plastic, a, a plastic-free Colorado campaign. And news came, and uh, we organize, helped organize the Youth Lobby Day with several hundred um, students around the state. And uh, we were getting somewhere with this legislation, and then COVID happened. But that was our third legislation. Um, we actually helped change two other laws um, that young people spearheaded. Um, and that's just one tiny aspect of what we do. Um, other ideas, uh, included, you know, things like a kinetic battery you could attach to gym equipment and generate, um, energy,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, while exercising for, uh, gym. Other ideas from one of our fellows was a, um, mind controlled, um, glove for paralysis victims, um and most recently a group of young people created a virtual reality game for P- to treat PTSD in uh veterans.
0: Wow. It's amazing. Awesome, awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I feel jealous again with all of this. Mm-hmm. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I think it's fascinating, though, that because we always talk about like innovation and create solutions, right? Some products, some service, maybe using emerging technology. But the legislation action is actually very interesting because sometimes the best way to enact change is not by building something, but by changing laws or policy or regulation. What was that experience like for the kids?
1: Well, it's a, it's a great question. Actually, the way we look at uh, we we like to reframe a lot of ways we talk about things in society within Dream Tank. So we're we're uh, accumulating our own vocabulary. Um, in what in uh, in advocacy, we really just completely reframe that to problem solving. We just uh, advocacy to us is just problem solving, and that's the mindset we like to bring into Dream Tank. We always say. Don't come with problems, come with solutions. So if you have a problem in your meeting, come with some solutions already um, because we are not sitting around um, just wondering what to do. We're gonna spur into action. So advocacy is really about what are the problems that other people are facing, why they're against something, right? Um, And so in this case, um, with styrofoam and single-use plastic, um, they said, well, uh, let's see who's against it. So we encouraged, we did some training um, around problem solving and we had one of the local business organizations who does some, some lobby, old, old world lobbying um, for sustainable business come and do some workshop. But really it was about who's against it, why are they against it, against it, and let's solve their problem. Instead of just saying, you have to suffer because we think this law is wrong. Let's say what what what's what's the problem? So in this case, it was the restaurant industry, um, and actually a, a big part of the single-use plastic was around um, you know flower industry because these um, the what you buy the flowers in those those black plastic pieces are not recyclable, and that's one of the top three um, uh, you know landfill generating um, products, believe it or not. So, um, so what we did was we went to we said let's go to a TechStars um, Sustainability Accelerator pitch event and get some ideas on how we might solve problems. Um, and so we went to the we, we put together a whole list of, of reasons how we were going to solve the problems, and that's how we how we've done it basically.
2: That's awesome, I, and I really like the idea of even changing the words that we use can be extremely empowering too. Uh, and we love the great work that you're doing. So if more people want to learn about Dream Tank, if they want to learn more about your, your mission and your goals, how do they get in touch with you and how do they, how do they learn about this?
1: They can uh, visit our website at dreamtank.co. And uh, down the website has some Dream Tank language, but just a fun few things uh, to share with you and maybe you can pass it on. Uh is uh, that we like to look at people who, um, you know, people come along in your life and, you know, have you two ever encountered what we call dream crushers?
0: Sure. Unfortunately. Right?
1: Yeah. Dream crushers. So we, we give the young people who we call dream makers um, the heads up, they will encounter dream crushers.
0: Sure. Um,
1: and we have an improv game. But the way we look at dream crushers is with compassion, because we don't want to propagate pointing fingers, right? Mm-hmm. It's maybe those people had their dreams crushed too. Maybe we can help them reactivate their dreams, or maybe they think they're helping you, or they're saving you time or money. Um, but we can have compassion, but by believing in ourselves is how we overcome that. Um, and, uh, and so we also say divide and thrive instead of divide and conquer, those are a few fun things uh, to share with all of you. And uh, we can be found on all of the Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all. Uh, we are Dream Tank is the tag and on LinkedIn as well.
0: Wonderful. That, that's awesome. And how you out of curiosity, are you always, are you looking for volunteers if people are interested?
1: Absolutely. Uh, One of the key parts of our program is bringing in amazing mentors like you. Um, So I hope that we can have you come uh, to one of our programs lately. We have some fun AI projects I think that you'll be uh, excited about. But we would love mentors, um, dream masters, who we call facilitators, dream mentors, um, people who want to come and uh, also promote and spread the word. Um, and also, we are looking for key, key, key aligned funding families as well. We're interviewing actually for, uh, for the right donors um, uh, to really scale this to a billion youth, which we have a plan for a way sooner than we would have imagined um, due to uh, the, the current crisis.
0: Wonderful. That's fantastic, Heidi. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Thank you again, Heidi. Hey, if you like today's show, please remember to hit the like button and leave a comment.
0: If you've been enjoying the Changing the Story podcast series, please subscribe and share it with your friends.
2: Thank you.